So we begin our journey in this life, we are told, in the garden of the world. Yet, how often we find we are not attuned to all that flourishes around us in such abundance of life. Nature's mysteries escapes our senses and leaves us bewildered by riddles to ponder its meaning in the grand cosmic scale of things. If we are in the garden of life, how is it then that we are finding ourselves at conflict with all of its components? Why do we get sick? Why do we have allergies? How come the music of birds we cannot fathom? We cannot understand the barking of dogs. A wolf's howl fills us with a chill. The growl of a bear renders our spirit terrified of the forest, the mountains, the valleys, and all of nature's beasts. Why is it that life begins from day one with conflict? Have you ever wondered about this? Perhaps you've read my book, The Metaphysics of Self-Mastery, VPG1, what you're up against at day one. Maybe you have sought out the means to solve some of the problems of conflict or even our disconnect with the natural world, yes? Well, so had I many years ago. And so I have some examples here of my own when I sought out the solutions to these problems. So, for instance, we can take, uh, let yoga solve a problem. Reconnect with God. Let Kung Fu solve a problem. Master self-defense. And then there are, of course, some side benefits like uh, self-discipline and so on from both pursuits. Each pursuit, however, to solve a problem revealed to me more problems. Aside from being young, is a great difficulty for many people, including for myself when I was young. Yoga helped me begin a path to realizing the so-called God, but I felt my resources for learning this were not fulfilling something for me. I felt that this concept of God must be a higher self or somehow externalized, and I was, of course, missing the point. So as for Kung Fu, this gave me strength, focus, self-discipline, and ultimately the ability to defend myself by it. I was still not moving through the world with real power. That's because everything is still at a level of conflict from what I've learned thus far. It's sort of like at eye level, everything at this um, level of perception of reality is on that scale of conflict. I spent many days of my youth wondering why it is all conflict. And I had not yet come to the realization that I was indeed wearing in my mind's eye a sort of lens, a mentally constructed lens, if you understand me. 
Today, my club members, some of them, have become lensmen and lenswomen. So, when I would take my walks from my parents' condo to the lake, for example. Yes, come back in time with me for a moment here. I'm young, taking a walk around what I perceived, uh, well, I'm taking a walk around a lake, but I perceived that lake as an obstruction to my path, making me take a long journey to get to the convenience store. I would see ahead of me conflict, and this conflict, while very real for a number of reasons, was all that I thought about. Now, of course, there were real applications to this. For instance, it was partly due to the influx of a growing gangbanger culture in our community in which young men wanted to act out the part of the uh, criminals that they idolized in popular fashion and uh, trends in violent lyrics from music they derived their pleasure from. Uh, we also had... Uh, Oh, some rowdy, long-haired kids, and uh, all manner of riffraff. And it all seemed to be exponentially getting worse, right? But the short-term pleasure that they had, I also witnessed their inevitable pain, knowing some of them personally, or through extension of friends, their suffering and ultimately their losses. You know, sometimes I feel more sorry for the people who did not experience these losses early on and who continued to be riffraff or go on to be uh, criminals. Because to be handed success as a reward, like in Hollywood, Fulfilling life's lessons will only set up people to fail at an age when it is very, very late in life, often too late. Take, for example, today, movie stars and hip-hop artists slapping each other over trifles at the Emmys, uh, or the random acts of violence and sexual abuse by people who believe they're too big to fall. But ultimately, they fall, because they measure themselves by false values that are externalized. I was young and um, wanted only to survive and find a way out of the vicious circle of perpetual suffering, conflict, and overall. Uh, this elusive source I could not pinpoint, which always, always, day in and day out, resonated a gloominess all about me. And of course, like other people, I externalized this in my thoughts, my mood, my appearance. My world around me became a rather dismal and pointless pursuit. What I did not realize is that I felt this gloom so strongly that eventually the power of my mind punctured the veil between realities and brought upon me some of the greatest darkness on the spiritual realm. But I will digress at this point here. In closing, I wish to impart to my friends listening now the following realization. 
my realization that hell is not so much a place. And again, we're, we are now speaking of hell in two forms here. One is in the uh, pseudo-Christian belief of hell as a, this fiery, infernal, you know, lake of fire, um, some realm in some other place, right? Or that it's somehow underground in some cavern. The other is in the sense of the daughter of Loki, whose name is Hell. And the contrast here actually is that in the Norse belief and lore, Hell is a state of stasis. It is attuned to the polarity of ice. And so this uh, points out clearly the problem of how we fail to transcend this state of being that we called hell, or that we call hell, I mean to say. And it is precisely because we fail to recognize that this place called hell is not a place per se, but rather a state of being. Now, of course, being will begin with how we <laughs> begin. How we begin. This is the territory of mind. If we cease to look for new solutions to problems as they arise, we will, of course, fall back on old solutions to these new problems. And that's what fools do. Fall back on old solutions to new problems, except that there are some solutions that still work. I have to admit that. If the mind's eye begins to shift in new directions as we continue to learn throughout the course of our lives. And this does lead to self-improvement, which is where all of this should be. I began my change in self and perception of the world in shifting that lens in my mind to open up opportunity and bringing in uh, new people to communicate with, uh, new places to work at, new places to live, by shifting that lens in my mind, by understanding hell as a state of being, not of punishment. There are some people who are still trapped in that idea that hell is a place of infernal punishment. We punish ourselves. And if someone else is punishing you, you need to disconnect from that person. I began to understand how as a state of being and realized that this consciousness I have in my mind is tied to the grand entirety of all being. All of my reality that I experience. The entire universe by extension. The prime polarities of the cosmos, lords and ladies. We know this as 
fire and ice. The power of Vril. Well, we've reached the end of tonight's podcast, and I mean to follow up with my friends here. If you've listened to my previous podcast the other day and had a chance to reflect upon the qualities of the ancient lore surrounding the god Thor, I'd like to know. Yeah, I'd, I'd ask my friends listening if you've, uh, if you've ever uh, read up on the history of the god of thunder, Thor, the red beard. And uh, so send your messages in at verlock.com slash contact and let me know what you discovered about the qualities of this God-made half-giant and half-god. The combinations of uh, chaos and then uh, the consciousness of the god Odin. All right, until next time, I will remind you all to keep the magic high. This is Air Dr. Von Grillock, signing out.